Hey, Manager After God friends. Thank you for your continued faithfulness and listening each and every week. Jennifer and I have often shared with you about how important prayer is in the life of a believer. It's so important, in fact, that we're told this in 1 Thessalonians. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is God's will for us to pray, and we want to inspire you to begin praying for your spouse and marriage every day. This world hates marriage, and so does our enemy because he knows the power that your marriage is meant to have in this world. He knows that if you and your spouse are praying and chasing boldly after God together, that the impact Christ will have in and through you will be powerful. So we need to be praying more than ever before. Our heart is to encourage you along with everyone who listens to this show to be praying for your spouses and your marriages, to be strengthened, renewed, healed, prepared, and empowered to do the ministry that God has for you to do in this world together. So, Jennifer and I would love to invite you to join the thousands of other couples in taking our 31-day marriage prayer challenge. This is a completely free and fun way to build a habit of prayer in your marriage. All you have to do to join is visit marriageprayerchallenge.com and fill out the registration form. Once you do that, you will begin to receive an email every day from us during the 31 days to not only remind you to pray for your spouse, but we'll also give you various topics and prompts to help you know what to pray for. We dare your marriage to start praying like never before. Start the challenge today at marriageprayerchallenge.com. Hey, we're Aaron and Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to talk about social media and your marriage. So I brought up today's uh, topic to you and I said, hey, we should talk about social media. Um, Not because we've conquered this beast or have, you know, figured it all out, but more so because we're in the midst of trying to figure it out, you know, with having kids and seeing the impact in our family life using social media, um, not that our kids are using it, but how we use it and they notice, um, but also um, using it for work and things like that. I just felt like it's an important conversation to have. So I thought, hey, we'll bring up the topic today and those listening can maybe further the conversation in their own marriages at home because chances are they either want to be talking about it or they've already been talking about it. Yeah, and a big part of us doing this podcast is to start the discussion in our own home. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about it in the past and we've tried implementing things. Yeah. Um, so we're going to bring up some strategies um, and things that we're still struggling with. And hopefully we can find, a, find more healthy habits mm-hmm. when it comes to social media, um, especially in a world where everyone's doing it. It's like yeah. social media is just a part of life right now. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we were discussing before we started the podcast, um, you know, when we we're talking about the notes, that we grew up in a world that social media, like, didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And, then, and boom. then, boom, yeah, social media was everywhere. Yeah. And there was no training for it. There was no preparation for it. There was no studies on it. There mm-hmm. was, it just was. Mm-hmm. And we, I also grew up, I don't know about you, but I didn't have a cell phone until I was like 18. Yeah, I was like 18. Uh, but now, every single person has a cell phone. Every <laughs> single kid has a cell phone. And every cell phone has a smartphone. And it's got social media on it. And, you know, I think, I think it's just about time that we start evaluating our mm-hmm. home life and our use of social media and, you know, the potential dangers of it mm-hmm. um, for our marriages, for our kids, yeah. for our health. Yeah. And uh, just so those listening know, like when we were talking about social media, I think everybody uses it in maybe a little bit different way, but um, it could be all of it or, or all of it. Yeah. Some people use like one platform. Some people use all of them, but we're talking about Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, um, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, Snapchat. LinkedIn. There's a, there's a there's bunch, so many. there's a bunch of even know about. <laughs> yeah. YouTube. Did use. you already say that? <laughs> yeah. YouTube. Yeah. And so th- those are all just different avenues that we can have social connections, uh, connections mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. and it's become a way of life. Um, 
But the question is, is um, how are we approaching it yeah. in our homes, in our marriages, and you know what's healthy, what's inappropriate? Yeah. And I think we should talk about all those things. Yeah. And I don't want this uh, episode to seem like a downer because it's not. There's a lot of good that comes from social media. Obviously, yeah. we've uh, been able to share um, ministry online you know, in, in this way. And mm-hmm. so it, there's a lot of good that comes from it. A lot of relationship building, a lot of, a lot of connection and healthy connection through using social media. And I think a lot of people yeah. using it would attest to that. Um, but I think yeah. they also would agree that there are some, some negative sides, some cons that we need to figure out. Yeah. And I want to start with a scripture just to give us a, a idea about this, because it's not like we're saying like social media is bad. You need to just get rid of it mm-hmm. now. For some of you, that might be the case. Um, I've, we've had friends that just got rid of their social media accounts and just totally, you know, checked out, logged yeah. off. Or at least for a season. They yeah. Did, yeah. Um, but the idea is to have a biblical perspective, a right perspective, a healthy perspective, a yeah. sober mentality yeah. about social media. So this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and it's verse 12. And Paul's saying this. He says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. Mm. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Mm. And so this idea of, yeah, that, you know, as Christians, we're, we have this freedom in Christ. And, you know, there's the, you know, this isn't necessarily bad. It's not a bad thing. You know, it may be lawful for us, but is it beneficial? It may not be lawful for us, but are, are we being dominated by it? And so those are some questions we can ask ourselves. And it just helps us look at me like, okay, it may not be a bad thing, but are we in control of it or is it controlling us? Mm-hmm. And uh, those, th- so this is just one little bit of scripture that Paul gives us to have a, a better mentality to be pr- approaching this with. Hey, we just want to thank you again for listening to this week's episode. We just wanted to let you know real quick about a devotional set that Jennifer and I have written called Husband and Wife After God. Uh, The purpose of the devotionals is to help you draw closer to your spouse and to God. We wanted to read you one of the reviews. Uh, This one's from Samantha L. And she said, I'm in love with this book. It's helping me to refocus daily on what a godly wife should be instead of what we see as a norm in the world around us. The activities, scriptures to look up and prayers to pray are helping me to focus my daily life on God and my husband more than ever. So all you need to do is head over to marriageaftergod.com forward slash devotional at the end of this episode and get more information about the husband and wife after God bundle. So why don't we share just like a general overview of like where we're at with social media? Yeah, our life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we're never on social media. Never. No, actually, <laughs> what's funny is social media is a part of our job, Yeah. right? Which we, I... I often used as an excuse of why too. I'm on social media. I do. It's definitely um, one of those justifiers like, well, I have to do this. Yeah. Like I need to keep up. I need to make yeah. sure that I'm, you know, watching what's going on and responding mm-hmm. to people. Um, cause we, we do legitimately use social media for our ministry online. You know, um, everyone that's watching and listening to this episode probably found out about it mm-hmm. through social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely important to what we do, but it's not everything we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right now I would say, uh, I, personally definitely have an unhealthy relationship with social media Mm. i would just say that right outright it's actually something i'm currently i i was literally just laying in bed last night praying about oh really yeah um so it's something that uh needs to be dominated by me and not Mm. dominating me yeah as that scripture in first corinthians says um and so it's something that I'm, I'm trying to adjust and figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely tell that I've got an addiction to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we grew up in a, in a generation where social media just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. 
and we weren't trained. We didn't have parents that grew up with it and said, oh, you know, limit FaceTime, limit, yeah. you know, screen time, limit all this stuff. And we didn't have any of that. So yeah. it just There's definitely, happened. there's something about that infinite scroll where you just like, I, I don't know about you, but. Mindlessly I, I scrolling. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I stop myself and I'm like, what am I doing? I, I'm not even looking at what I'm scrolling through. I'm just addicted to the scroll. Yeah. Like what's next? Yeah. What's next? There's yeah. this, uh, you know, there is actually those, those, you know, pleasure hormones being mm-hmm. released when you're on internet, yeah. on the internet, you know, studies have shown that it can be addictive. Yeah. Um, they haven't done enough studies on it, mm-hmm. um, but they're doing more and more and they're finding that it's social media itself, social media use is being tied to mental health mm-hmm. and depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And we can see that on a small level because there's times that, you know, we see someone else's life. Yeah. And we're like, Oh, that gets stuck nice. in com- comparison. Yeah. Which absolutely. If we do that day to day and like, mm-hmm. if we don't have a healthy relationship with the Lord or yeah. with our family, like that could just fuel mm-hmm. a fire that yeah. doesn't need to exist. But, um, where I'm at is I, de- I, I definitely, I definitely am on social media way too much. And the reason I know that, cause I can easily justify and say, well, I'm, I, I need it for work and I need to be on it. You know, yeah, it's unfortunate that I need to be on so much, but, um, some examples I can give you and you could probably pull out some examples too. Um, being on the phone, doing nothing, just mindlessly scrolling when I should be hanging out with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I'm supposed to be working, mindlessly scrolling, when, like in bed next to you at mm-hmm. night when I could be with you or talking with you or being intimate with you or having a conversation or mm-hmm. whatever, I'm scrolling. Okay, so can I share a story real quick? I just yes. thought about this. I wasn't going to share it but because I didn't know until you just said that. If I don't like the story, I'll cut it. Okay. <laughs> but just go ahead. So um, the other day, it was probably like two weeks ago now, I think, um, I was walking out to the car and you were already in the driver's seat waiting for me and you were looking down and I knew you were on your phone. And yeah, I'm always on my phone. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I got in the car and I remember saying, hey, can I, can I tell you something? And you're all wet. And I'm like, well, I used to really like it when I'd be walking out to the car and you'd be watching me because I would try and do something funny like dance or make a funny face or, or just knowing the fact that you're yeah. watching me walk out to the car, there was something... I don't know, reassuring and loving about that. Well, I think you're missing it because you know, now, now you're recognizing it existed yeah. and now it doesn't. Exactly. And so now I'll, I'll, there's even times where I go to dance or go to do something and I realize you're not looking at me. And so then I feel kind of foolish, but then I, I feel sad. <laughs> yeah. and Which is really sad. It, well, I just, I remember telling you that I, I like it when your eyes are on me. And I think that's one of the detriments to social media is our heads are always down. The eye contact is lost and mm-hmm. we miss those little opportunities or moments to be, be with each other. Even if we're, you know, walking mm-hmm. to the car. I know it sounds silly, but well, I, I, it's ironic. It's called social media. I feel like it's anti-social media. It's <laughs> like, yeah, we, we have less real connections in life and I have a bunch of friends on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, so many people liked my comment and my wife sitting next to me, like mm-hmm. not liking what I'm doing, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, it's, it's really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, and this is us really talking about what we're dealing with. How, how are you, um, what's your relationship with social media right now? I would definitely say that I have, I spend too much time on it and that's after cutting out, like being aware and trying to cut those times out right. um, so that I'm not on it as much. And, and having four children now, I am recognizing that my time is, is limited and very valuable. And so I'm trying to, I've been trying the last couple of weeks to leave my um, phone in the bedroom during the day when I'm with the kids so mm-hmm. that I'm not even on it, but I still find myself looking for it or going back to it and bringing it out, asking one of the kids to go get it for me. Um, but one of the biggest things that I've tried to implement recently was when um, I had Truett, I had the baby and um, with all my past um, babies mm-hmm. while nursing, I would 
scroll on social media because it was like downtime. I, I don't know why. I just saw it as like this time where I have a free hand, the baby's nursing, everyone's fine. I could just yeah, scroll. Like, yeah, what's the big deal? Yeah, like, what's the big deal? Um, but with this... When people used to read books <laughs> and do like, <laughs> and like learn something new or... Yeah, I'm just mindlessly yeah. scrolling. But I, I realized very quickly that with this, um, with this, uh, experience with nursing, it's been incredible. I haven't had any like, you know, pain or hardship with nursing. Mm -hmm. And so I've really enjoyed it. So I found myself not picking up my phone and then making that a more intentional thing. So now every time I go to nurse, yeah, yeah, I put, I keep my phone away from me and I I look at him, I make eye contact with them. And I feel like there's this connection that, um, that needs to be there, especially Mm -hmm. with nursing moms. And so that's just been a huge encouragement to me and a recognizing of, I need to keep, stay off my phone. Yeah, and an- another um, example of why it's probably super unhealthy our relationships with our phones is when we don't have our phones, the anxiety we feel. Yeah, <laughs> where did, that's a problem. Where did, did you? I don't have my phone. Where is it? <laughs> okay. Where is my phone? I think I do that you, every you, single time we get in the car. No, you do this. You're, you're like, Aaron. I think I left my phone in the house, and I go inside the house and I come back. You're like, nope, uh, it was my pocket. It's in my pocket. I found that's it. happened like a hundred times. Sorry. <laughs> You're so kind to always yeah, go back I know. and find I, it. I could look for it. I'm like, I, I don't, it's not where you said it was. You're like, oh, it's, it was my my jacket pocket. I'm <laughs> so right sorry. Uh, but that's, yeah, those anxieties we feel. And I bet everyone that's mm-hmm. listening mm-hmm. has experienced that. Like, yeah. oh, where's my phone? Or yeah. mindlessly scrolling. Like, it's a, it's a common thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost feel like if we didn't do it, like if we just turned our phones off, right? We'd probably, I know we would go through withdrawals because I've felt it before when we tried going like no technology for a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Um, but we'd be weirdos. <laughs> what? Yeah, because you'd go hang out with friends and all your Everybody friends are going to be on their phones and you'd be like, hey guys, you want to talk? Okay, this has happened to me before and I remember <laughs> looking around going, okay, I guess I'll just go on my phone. Because everyone else is Everyone else phones. is. <laughs> oh, so I want to give an ex- example. Um, you just brought that, you okay. brought something to rem- oh, my re- memory. Yeah, <laughs> the one that just happened. Yeah, it just okay. happened. So we have a, f- a really good friend over. And she's, we haven't seen her in a while either. Um, And she's telling us, she's talking to us about something. She's just telling us a story. And this is why it's so bad. I don't remember what she was talking about. Um, And she's telling us a story and I'm on my phone. I didn't even realize I was on my phone. I I was like, and I I, I heard myself going, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And she stopped and she said, am I, am I just talking to myself? And Jennifer was on her phone. No, I wasn't. Well, you you weren't I, listening. Though. I was uh, with the baby on the couch. Yeah, but I think you're like was, looking down or something. I was not something. zoned in. Yeah, but I was, I was on my out. phone, and Jennifer was like focusing on the baby or something. And she just stopped and she said, "Am I talking to myself right now?" And she was very kind about it and kind of funny. And I I looked up and I was all, "Oh my gosh, I'm really sorry." Mm. I I put my phone down, turned it off, pushed it away. Do you just want to throw it away at that point? I felt like, like a let's jerk. Just set this thing I on was fire. so it was. She was literally standing right next to me, and I mm. couldn't even listen to her. Yeah. And I hadn't seen her in a while. And it was and, so okay, but how, disrespectful. How often does that probably happen? In our everyday life. And people life? don't say, am I just I talking to myself? They probably just move on and feel like it's, not valuable. Yeah. Simon Sinek did a, a, a TED Talk I was going to bring this Was it TED Talk or was something else? It, it was, was some sort of viral Facebook video. And it was so convicting. And he was just saying, he's like, the moment you pull your phone out. You, even if you're not on it. If you're, you're telling if you everyone it. in your presence that they're not as important. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. And I and I know, like, the feeling I had when she said, am I telling everyone, am mm-hmm. I talking to myself right now? Mm-hmm. Because she literally was talking to herself. Mm-hmm. I was ignoring her and I was standing right next to her. Yeah. Um, and how many times has that happened with our kids? Yeah, okay, you gotta <sighs> tell them the story with Elliot. I didn't want to point the finger at you. Guys, we have a bunch of really sad stories when it comes <laughs> to social media because of how bad it is. And we're this is why but we're talking about it. this is how people feel. Like, people yeah. feel this way. Kids feel this way. So share, Elliot's five, go ahead. He's five years old. 
and I don't even know if it you was were, it while he was five. Yeah, it was this year. It was you this were year. Outside. Okay, I'm outside and I walk out there and he's playing and he always wants me to play with him, um, and I'm I, I have my phone in my hand of course, and he he just he goes, man, kids have a way of like stabbing you right in the heart. So he's like, he's like, Dad, what do you love your phone more than me? And that was a legitimate thing he said, and it wasn't like he'd ever heard someone say that before. He that was him telling me like, hey. I'm you're, right here. I'm right here, and you're on your phone. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to play with me. And why does, I don't know why my son has to be so intrinsically like thoughtful, like the way he thinks, and like um, he's just got a way of mm-hmm. being. He's super intelligent, and it just I like looked at him and I have like, and I said, no. I said, of course not. But but Elliot, you're right. I there's no reason why you would think otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I put my phone down. I said, I, of course I love you more than my phone, and I'm going to work on not being on my phone in front of you. And so just, we're not getting to our strategies yet, but one of the things that we've done is we've told our kids that they're allowed to tell us to get off our phones. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause we're Dad, get off your phone. We're like in training as parents. We're like trying to figure yeah, this we have out. To, we have to like figure out how to like rightfully and correctly and soberly use our yeah. phones. Like cause social media is not bad, but it's mm-hmm. bad. Right and now. we have to know, we have to know that we're setting an example for their hearts. Like how are they going to feel oh, as man. they grow up when they get their phones, they're going to remember mom and dads yeah. are, are even still always on their phones. And I don't want to be like that. I don't want to yeah. be that way. And it's, it's bad. So because of these kind of events that have happened, mm-hmm. we're mo- being, coming more aware of it, mm-hmm. and we have got to figure something out. Yeah. It's got to be fixed. It's got to be like we've got to put our phones down. Mm-hmm. Um, we've tried making rules like you know not being having our phones on us when we're around the kids or not having them in our bed. You know we've dropped the ball on a lot of those just because of how yeah. we've how connected we've been to to social media. But I am as as sad as these uh, intimate moments have been. Uh, with these people that we absolutely love, I feel like they've been wake up calls for us, and I feel like that is yeah. what's starting the change. And I'm glad that you're willing to share some of those stories because I feel like people listening will hear those and think, mm-hmm. "Oh man, what does my child feel that way, or does my friend think of me this way?" And maybe they just haven't yeah. said anything. Um, and maybe that well, will be the lots of people for feel that way. Yeah, um, I, I know. Even though I'm, you know, I do it. I feel that way when someone does it to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, I'm like, are we are we talking? What's going yeah. on? Are we going to be on our phones? Yeah. <laughs> Something that we've in, kind of incorporated with in the group of friends that we have is uh, saying, "Who are you hanging out with right now?" Yeah, and it's like the it's this cue of like, hey, we're all doing something together, and you're on your phone. Yeah. Are you hanging out with your phone and people on social media? Or are you hanging out with people, you know, us? Yeah, and are you being present? Yeah. And so it's like our cue to like, oh, uh, no, I'm not <laughs> hanging out with anyone. Put it away. <laughs> Sorry, I'm hanging out with you guys. You guys can use that if you want. Yeah, you, you, that's a little <laughs> little tip for your your friends. Um, yeah, who are you hanging out with? Yeah. Just a little um, vocal reminder of like, mm-hmm. get off your phone and hang out with us. Yeah. Um, we know some people that have done like phone baskets where everyone. Puts puts their phones in mm-hmm. but we haven't done that but I know other people have yeah okay so um moving on um do you have any stories of like social media and specifically our relationship and maybe how it's caused some either tension in our relationship or temptation for sin uh, well yeah like I'm I've struggled with pornography my whole life and social media didn't make that any better mm-hmm. uh you know following, gave more access it gave me anything. more access to things and you know it's still you know, a danger and can have temptations involved mm-hmm. with it, but I, I don't give into those temptations mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that um, has always been hard is like you would be on my because we have access to each other's phones. You just knowing like, oh, he's following you know those that girl or why who's that or mm-hmm. who's that and just the things that you would see might make you feel insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then I, I remember uh, for a while you, there were certain people that you would follow, and I would ask you like, why are you following that person? Yeah. You know, um, and we had a good conversation about it a while ago. What was that about? Um, so. Um, yeah, there's this girl that I was following and I was following her because I liked her lifestyle and I liked how she looked. It was all vanity in my in my mm-hmm. opinion, but I didn't realize that I was even doing it. And I don't know if I was talking about her or you looked over my shoulder and saw that, you know, I, I was I think I looked over. You were in bed checked, scrolling through yeah, her feed. Scrolling through her feed and and you just asked me like, "Well, can I ask why you're following her?" And that was the first time that I had to stop and consider why I was following someone and really think about it. Yeah. And I and I wanted to really think about it because I thought it was an important question. And I thought, you know what? I, I was even honest with you. I said, I I don't know why I keep going back to her feed, yeah. but I'm jealous of her. I think she's really beautiful. She has a beautiful family. They go on these vacations. Did and you feel like you coveted like what I she did. had? I did, I yeah. did. And I would often go back, especially in times where I felt discontent or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it made me feel better just to go look and see, well, well yeah. what is she up to? You know, how is she happy? And um, I remember after telling you that, you you said you should evaluate whether you should be following her or not. And mm-hmm. um, after that, I decided not to follow her. And it's actually been healthier for yeah, my Yeah, not heart. that that woman was doing anything wrong. No, it wasn't her fault. It was my own right. heart uh, condition. And I had to check it. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that we, we do like. So um, something that I've made a commitment to in, on my social media, and I told you about this, is I went through and I unfollowed every girl. Mm. <laughs> uh, not that any of them were, um, you know, immodest or anything like that, but I just, I made a decision. I said, there was, first of all, no reason I needed to be following any girls. That was just a, for me personally. Mm. Um, like, if it was a family, it was if it was a friend of ours, mm. right? Because I even unfollowed our friends. I followed usually their husband. Right. Um, and if there was something that I, I needed to see you followed them mm-hmm. and you'd be like, Hey, so-and-so did this. Did you see that? Or sh- you could share it with me. Uh, but there was, I just realized I, I evaluated like, why am I following certain people? Mm-hmm. Um, which this goes back to how social media is developed mm-hmm. and evolved and what it's convinced every single person of. It's convinced us that if we're not, li- if we don't like someone's or follow someone that we must not be friends with them. Mm-hmm. Right. When I have a lot of friends outside of social media that I don't follow on social media. And I actually have great relationships with Does them. Does it force, do you feel like it forces you to stay in communications in other ways with them? Yeah, I mean. Like better ways? I, or? In some ways, but again, like the, the women, I, I, don't, I wouldn't contact them privately. Oh, right. So why would I be following them privately? Mm. Um, so I just kind of, I got to, I just realized, I evaluated, mm-hmm. who am I following and why am I following them? Mm. Um, you know, is it actually adding benefit to my life? Do I need to be following them? Mm. You know, like I've, I like to follow, you know, family mm-hmm. and some friends and to see what's going on in their life because I can't keep up with them all the time, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I unfollowed all the girls on both Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can, you've, you've been through there. You've seen yeah. there's no, yeah. there's no girls anymore. And the, in reality, I didn't need to. Yeah. If I need to know something about a friend of ours wife, you'll let me know. Mm-hmm. And usually I don't need to know things. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. Um, but that's just one thing that I did. And that was, um, that was something I did for myself. And also something I did for you because I was like, I don't need my wife feeling insecure about mm. anyone I'm following. Not that you are trying to be insecure or that you're jealous. Yeah. But doing those things inadvertently do cause those, those well, situations. And I'll be honest, knowing that you've struggled with pornography in your past, knowing that you had social yeah. media accounts, wasn't it itself an insecurity because I would always question, what are you doing? Who, you know, yeah. why? And um, and that was, that was hard for me for a really mm-hmm. long time. But regaining that trust with you and seeing that, you know, you haven't been with that mm-hmm. struggle for a very long time now there that we've rebuilt that. And so I'm not as insecure, yeah. but, but you've also seen me make decisions with social media that match that, yeah. that purity. Yeah. 
like me, yeah. you know, you having access to it, me showing you, me talking about yeah. it, me not messaging people privately, yeah. me not, you know, following girls at right. all. Um, mm-hmm. Those are those are just fruit of the way I'm walking, and it's my way of protecting myself. Because yeah. if I know I'm prone to something, I'm like, well, then I should avoid that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so. You know, trying to find those healthy boundaries. But again, even on the not being tempted with, um, you know, the lustful stuff, I still struggle with the scrolling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is could be just as destructive, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. We just wanted to take a quick break to ask you if you are enjoying this content, would you please leave a star review and a comment review? This helps us spread the word about Marriage After God and, and just all the episodes that we have to offer. And we would love uh, just to get that reach out there. So please... Again, if you have a moment, just um, take that time to leave a star review and a comment review for us. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the episode. Okay, so in um, talking about social media, mm-hmm. one thing that you really wanted to touch on was idleness. We both have struggled with this at times. and so Right, it, you... it, it lines up with the idea of just mindless yep. scrolling. Mm-hmm. Um, so the word idle, a lot, a lot of times we usually define that as like doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Right, but it's actually it's actually broader than that. It's more than that. It's it's doing something that's meaningless or doing something that's fruitless. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not just doing like sitting in your chair doing nothing. That's not necessarily being idle. Um, Being idle is doing things that are worthless. So filling up your time with things with busyness. Right. And so in Proverbs nineteen fifteen, it says, "A slothfulness casts into a deep sleep, and an idle person will suffer hunger." So there's just this idea of like the like the Bible talks a lot about laziness, a lot about idleness, mm-hmm. a lot about slothfulness, and this idea that like don't be a, a unwise, a foolish, lazy, idle person. And there's another scripture I'll get into, but it says a, a, an idle person will suffer hunger. Mm-hmm. Right now, we can th- look at that and just on the practical re- reality side, an idle person that's filling their time up with nothing. Like I'm just doing hobbies. Well, I, I need They're time for my productive. hobbies. They're not going to be productive. Working. They're gonna, you know, I we live in a, a, a city that is known for its uh, adventure sports. And we always hear about like during the summer, people calling in sick because they want to go bike riding or in the winter, people calling in sick because they want to go snowboarding. Mm -hmm. And that to me is idleness. They're going to eventually, someone who has an attitude of that is just going to get fired, Mm -hmm. right? So just on the practical side, being idle is not going to produce income, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to be lazy. You're not Mm going to have a job. Um, But the other kind of hunger I think of is the word, mm. right? An idle person that's filling up their time, me, and this is what I've been struggling with, is I'm scrolling, 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 and then I realize I'm like, why did I just sit here for 20 minutes scrolling when I could have been in the word of God? Mm. I could have been praying. That's good. I could have been spending time with you. Mm-hmm. So the hunger I look at on a whole nother level of like spiritual and emotional and physical, mm. right? You know, I hunger for, for time with you, and yet I don't give you time. Mm. That's right? really good, babe. So I just... I look at the, the the depravity and the danger of idleness, and that could be what social media is for many people. Mm. I know it is for me, and I'm just confessing that that I can find myself being idle, and I'm recognizing it now. Now I'm, I I go in the bedroom, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna read my Bible. I, I bring my Bible and I bring my phone in too, and, and like I just gotta quickly ding. ding, and then like 30 minutes went by. I'm like, what did ding. I just do? I just wasted my time. Mm. So the the next scripture is also in Proverbs. It's in Proverbs 31. And uh, this is talking about the Proverbs 31 woman, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's just another um, way of, of describing what I'm talking about. 3127. She looks well to the way of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness, right? So we go back to like how the, uh, a, a Proverbs 31 woman looks well to her home 
and doesn't eat the bread of idleness, right? Which is funny because the last one talked about hunger. And this is saying you're eating the bread of idleness. Mm. Like idleness is a food you're eating, but it actually gives you no sustenance. That makes sense in what you were sharing and how it's not that you're just sitting there not doing anything. You're doing something. It's an activity you're doing. You're eating something. You're just, it's not filling you with nutrients. Right. And so this... In this situation, for this woman who's trying to manage her home well mm-hmm. and bless her husband and her children. Are you hinting at me? No, well, maybe. Well, <laughs> um, this is for both of us, I know, right? I know. Um, you know, she she is sacrificing the health and well being of her home mm-hmm. for nothing. That's what, literally what she's doing. That's insanity. It's a, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So we just want to like look at these and say, okay, are we being idle? Is this fruitless? Is it taking away from my relationships, my relationship with God? Is it getting in the way of my relationship with my children? And those are some serious questions we need to ask ourselves mm-hmm. about social media. It's something that I'm asking myself currently. Mm-hmm. It's something that I'm praying about regularly and I'm trying to make changes in. Mm-hmm. And so maybe what we can go, go into is some of the strategies that we've implemented, some that we want to implement, yeah. um, just to give like a good idea because the people that are listening and watching might want them okay. uh, because I'm sure that they deal with this too. We, we just live in social media Ville. It's like <laughs> life right now. It's true. You know? Okay, so um, one of the first ones that we started out doing um, when we first got on Facebook yeah. was we share passwords and we're very transparent with giving each other access to each account. And this is just a good overall being one in your marriage yep. and protecting your each other is access. Mm-hmm. Like my wife knows that she can get on my phone. We have the same password for our phones and for our computers. She can look through my search history. She can be on my phone. She can see whoever I'm following. She can mm-hmm. see things I've liked. She can, mm-hmm. she has access. Mm-hmm. Now we have had marriages and people say, I don't need to do that. They just need to trust me. Oh, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Like they, they take it to a negative level. That's fine. You want to be that way? Go ahead. <laughs> I'd rather be safe. Yeah. I'd rather my wife feel like she can trust me. I'd rather my wife. Now you almost never even check. No, but in the past there has been moments where I'll see something that triggers this curiosity of like, mm-hmm. do I trust you? And what are you guys talking about? And I'll, you know, click on stuff or, or yeah. visit. And, um, and then turns out it was nothing. And that affirms me. And I, yeah, yeah. I'm at the point now where I don't really need to well, check in, but, and the goal, even if but you I know did, that I can, even if you did check in, the goal shouldn't be to see if I'm wronging you. The mm-hmm. goal should be to see if I'm sinning. Yeah. because you are my wife and you're my helper mm-hmm. and the, and vice versa. I shouldn't be checking because I'm like jealous and I want to make sure that you're not talking to anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm checking to see if you're being safe. Mm-hmm. And my whole goal would be to reconcile with you and to help you walk in purity and, to, and vice yeah. versa, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Not because I just want to see if I'm yeah. being wronged here, mm-hmm. you know? And so sharing passwords and giving access and verbally giving access, mm-hmm. meaning, hey, if you ever want to grab my phone, yeah. um, our pastor does this often. He's like... To, hey. to the men, he's like, yeah. <laughs> you have access to my phone. Like he he wants the other men to be ca- be accountable mm-hmm. or him to be accountable to us. And he just says, you want to look at my phone? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I mean, that's what's good about being a part of a yeah. good community. So what's the next one? Um, another one uh, is talking about your experiences on social media. So this is kind of a two-parter. So it'd be like, hey, I saw so-and-so on, on Facebook yeah. say this or do this. Did you see? Or, you know, just inviting each other into those spaces. Yeah. So the other part of this is um, sharing your experiences from social media and, you know, feelings that you have because of it. If, if you're wrestling with insecurities or comparison or, I don't or know. Or getting like, mean messages from people. Like, yeah, are yeah. you are you talking to your spouse about those things and are you inviting them into that space and, and just talking about it? Yeah, so being open and transparent with your experience with social media yeah so that it's an open conversation that's good yeah. 
So what's the next one? So another one is permission to ask questions. This is one that I feel like you're really good at, that we're both really good at in our relationship, and it has helped Mm -hmm. protect our marriage and protect our hearts. Um, And that's just, you know, asking those hard questions. When you asked me, why are you following so-and-so? That's a hard question, and it made me really consider... Yeah, and when and when you're asking the questions, is that before you ask the question on both parties, um, the husband and the wife, ask yourself why you're asking the question. Are you asking because you're insecure yourself, Mm. or you're jealous, or you're fearful, or you're asking because you actually are interested in the well-being and the purity and the holiness of your spouse? Yeah, Um, which doesn't mean if you feel those other things, don't not ask it. Mm -hmm. It means reconcile first and say, okay. I'm feeling a certain way. I need to let them know that. Yeah. Hey, I just saw you looking at such and such. And it actually, yeah. I, I'm feeling a little insecure right now. And I want to know why mm-hmm. you are following that person mm-hmm. or why you are looking at that. And we've had couples, um, we've had wives and husbands talk on both sides. Say, hey, my husband just won't stop following you know, these, thing, these, these girls that I've asked him not to follow. Mm-hmm. And he says, why? They're friends from school. It's not a big deal wives following, you know, old boyfriends and, yeah. you know, vice versa. So these, there's got to be an openness not, openness, not only for the questioning, but also a permission to be like, hey, I actually would appreciate it yeah. if you didn't follow so And that's one of the other ones was um, being willing to delete those relationships that are just really unnecessary. Yeah. Because your marriage is the most important thing. Yeah. And I would, if, here's a, a good warning sign. If we're being defensive about unfollowing someone on social media, there's a problem. <laughs> there's a problem. Yeah. Because it's, guys, it's social media. Mm-hmm. Unfollowing someone and unliking someone's page and, and not seeing their posts online does not make you not like that person. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that you don't have a relationship with that person. Now, if the only relationship you have is online, then that all the more, why is it a big deal? Yeah. So if there's a defensiveness welling up, like yeah. what's the big deal? Yeah. You need to ask yourself why you're being defensive. That's really good. Like why are you trying to protect yeah. this social media thing over here versus your spouse who has a concern? So uh, recently, I've been telling the kids when they're arguing over a toy or just mm-hmm. you know upset at each other, I always tell them that toy is not more important than your brother's heart. It's true. You know, and so I just think about that in context to marriage and social media, and just think like social media is not more important than your spouse's heart. It's not, yeah. guys. Marriage has existed for thousands of years without social media. <laughs> Probably better off without it. <laughs> right. So, so we just remember that social media is, if we're getting defensive, there's probably an addiction there to the platform itself. Mm-hmm. There's probably some sort of connection to whoever they're at being, you're being asked to stop following. Yeah. You got to ask, you got to pray through those things. You got to ask yourself, why am I being defensive yeah. with that? Another way that we've uh, been really good at protecting our marriage through social media is um, whenever someone messages me that is a man I'll use it I'll usually say um, please contact at husband revolution and I'll tag you right away or if it's a friend of ours we'll just um, tag each other in that message so that everyone's a part of it and there's transparency there we haven't been perfect doing this every single time but again we talk about things so if if someone messages me that's a friend of ours I'll let you know hey so and so messaged me I just want you to know Um, and so there's an openness there we have a a pretty um, straightforward rule on just not having private communications with the opposite sex yeah. on online. Yeah. So, you know, I get people being on social media, being a social media ministry, mm-hmm. I get women all the time messaging me. Yeah. And I usually give very short answers or no answer at all, mm-hmm. right? So there is no long-term communication. If they ask for advice, I don't give advice. Yeah. I just say, oh, I, I, we, so one thing I'll answer, and this is an example, I'm just so you know. Uh, someone will ask like what Bible version I use. Mm-hmm. 
I use ESV. Yeah, real like, quick, to the point. Yeah, there's no conversation. There's no, okay, cool. Yeah. If you want to know more, message mm-hmm. Unveiled Wife. Mm-hmm. And so very short or no answer at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just kind of where I've landed the plane on not getting myself in trouble. Yeah. Nope, same here. So, okay, so um, the last one that I have on here is be willing to put it away. Whether that's a season of like not logging in or if it's just a daily, yeah. hey, I'm going to go put my phone away because I want to be with you. I want to be present with you. I want to be with our children. Yeah. You know, be willing. I, I think I would take that. Um, so the willingness should be good. Like we've, we've given, this is another thing. We've given each other permission to say, put the phone away. Yeah. Um, which is hard because we get defensive like, uh, what's the big deal? I haven't had, I've been in all, all day. Okay, okay. And I we're like fighting. I don't sound just like that. I didn't say you did say that. <laughs> well, you just told everyone you I do. I know, I do, you guys. I get really defensive We both sometimes. do. You, you'll ask me to put it away and I'll be like, I'm not doing, and then I recognize I'm being defensive and yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So being, giving permission to, to tell each other, please put the phone away. Mm. Um, but the but the willing to put it away part, I think it should go even further. We should be proactively yeah. putting our phones away. Mm getting off social media. I think I need to be putting it in the room when I like and not having access to yeah. it when I'm with the kids so mm-hmm. that they don't see me picking at my phone and mm-hmm. you know, oh it's checking it cuz I'm always checking it for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing yeah. and it just like I said like Simon Sinek you're just letting everyone in the room know that they're less important than your phone. Oh, it breaks my heart, you guys. It's, it's so sad. It was such a good quote. <laughs> the whole actually the whole documentary we should link to it. Yeah. So, um, so that's what we have for you guys today. And, you know, we just want to remind you that a marriage after God is one that values their marriage relationship. And, you know, like I said earlier, um, social media is not more important than your spouse's heart. Social media is not more important than your heart, Aaron. And I, I want to treat you with that respect and love and concern and, and value. Ditto. And so from this day forward. I promise part from our phones. to do a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to work on it. We are. This is, we have to work on it because mm-hmm. I don't want my kids growing up I know. feeling less, less, than, less yeah. than because of our phones. And I don't want to feel less than. Yeah. I mean, I don't want you to feel less than. True. Both. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing a marriage after God is should be willing to do is to evaluate these things yep. and look at every aspect of our lives and say, okay, yeah. what needs to be changed? You yeah. know, uh, what needs to be cut out? What needs to be destroyed? away and so social media might be that yeah. or at least needs to be reevaluated and put put into check yep right which means as we wrap up this episode go you know call your spouse or unless they're watching this with you listening with you yeah watch this first <laughs> and, and then put your phone away or oh because they're on social media <laughs> yeah uh, my point <laughs> is go have that conversation go talk to each other about you know some of the some of the strategies that you can implement yeah. that will help protect your marriage yeah all right we thank you for joining us this week and look we look forward to having you next week did you enjoy today's show find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com And let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. We're looking for people who have been blessed by this free podcast and our free daily marriage prayer emails and who want to help be a blessing to others. Creating and hosting this podcast and sending out our daily emails do incur a financial cost. And we want to invite you to join our faithful patron team to help financially support these resources so that they can remain free for all who need them. Please join our patron team today and become one of the faithful financial supporters who desires to help bless thousands of marriages around the world. Your support will help us pay for the creation, hosting, and promotion of our podcast and daily emails. Thank you, and we hope to see you become a Marriage After God patron.